Support for Rivet comes from COSI. Don't let your curiosity go extinct. From towering dinosaurs to hidden ocean dwellers, COSI brings the fascinating and often mysterious world of science to life. Learn more at COSI.org. We got a pretty good deal on it. 2014 Case i eight Magnum 190 um, power shift transmission. This is your standard tractor. It's got the AFS on it and it can drive itself. 17-year-old Chris Dibel walks past a giant red and black tractor. It's the tractor Chris helped his dad bargain for when he was 13. The fields ahead aren't planted yet. The ground is still too wet. Looking out on the slope of the land waiting to be sown, Chris Dibel can't help but think about his family. We've worked very hard for this. You know, my grandpa worked very hard, um, worked his whole life for this. And this is the fruits of our labor. It needs to stay in the family, at least as long as it can, because we worked very hard for this and we worked very hard to maintain it. Chris Dibel is a fourth generation farmer on Dibel Brothers Farm, named for his uncle and father. Where it sits in Sunbury, Ohio is true farm country with green hills and tilled fields. It's a modest sized family farm and Chris has a sense that it won't be around forever. The farmland is owned by Chris's grandmother, but he's not sure it'll stay in the family. I know eventually this place is gonna get out of my hands. It, it's out of my power, so I wouldn't be surprised if it gets sold. I, I love being here. I wish it would never end, but I know it will eventually. The Dibel Brothers Farm may not be around forever, but Chris is dedicated to staying in the industry. He loves it. I'm Leticia Wiggins, and this is Rivet, the podcast from WOSU where we talk about different ways of getting to work. Ohio's top industry is agriculture, and it claims over 540,000 jobs in this state. There's a skills gap happening in this business too, meaning that there are open jobs with no one to fill them. 20,000 open jobs, to be exact. And looming perceptions about agriculture aren't helping to fill these jobs either. Among millennials, only around 6% have an interest in agriculture. Agriculture is literally all around us, but most of us don't necessarily understand what the business entails, the science, math, and engineering involved. Jeannie Kogolski is the lead researcher for Grow Next Generation, an educational resource that connects students to different careers in the ag industry. We met Jeannie out at Waterman Farm, an agriculture education center near Ohio State's campus. She says agriculture is big business in the state. You know, when you think about agriculture as being the number one industry in Ohio, you can understand it because everybody eats, of course, and everybody wears clothing, so all that's connected. Uh, they would say that one in seven jobs in Ohio is related to agriculture. So it's a you know, billion dollar business here in the state of Ohio. And when you start thinking about jobs, I don't think people fully understand that when you say agriculture, you're not talking about being a farmer necessarily. Unlike most students, Chris Dibel does understand the science that goes into farming and the greater field in general, especially since he works planting and harvesting the corn and soybeans his farm grows. Chris's earliest memories involve the farm. When wandering the land as a kid, he was drawn to one thing in particular. Oh, I just love the big tractors. I mean, every little kid loves the big piece of equipment, you know, climbing all over it. You know, it's just fun to see, you know. And it was so fun getting to watch it work and get to ride them. It was great. 
Chris grew up on a farm and has an ingrained knowledge of agriculture. But not all kids who grow up in Ohio have this knowledge. Jeannie Gogolski wants to teach those kids about all aspects of farming and clear up some of the stereotypes. I think there's some misconceptions about agriculture. If you ask a teacher, do they teach agriculture? They say, no, no, I don't teach agriculture. And then we say, do you teach soil science? And they're like, well, yeah, I teach soil science. Do you teach water quality? Well, yes, I do teach water quality. How about, do you teach plant science? Well, yes, but they don't often teach about plants that we eat. So I think people are much more engaged in agriculture. They just don't know enough about it and they're not making the connections that are so important to help students understand all the careers that are available to them. Jeannie is pushing teachers to explore how science, technology, engineering, and math, or STEM, plays out in the agricultural field with their students. At Big Walnut High School, Jeffrey Stimmel does just that. First of all, what do you notice about the creek versus where the school was built? The creek is lower. So what do we call that? Does anybody know? Watershed. Uh, the whole thing is a watershed. Nice try. <laughs> it's called a water source. Mr. So Stimmel teaches agriculture science as part of a partnership with Big Walnut High School and the Delaware Area Career Center. He's one of Chris Dibel's instructors and teaches classes that range from agriculture business to food science. He says that agriculture has always been STEM. I think that ag was STEM before STEM was STEM. That's kind of one of the things that I always like to talk about. So if you think about science, technology, engineering, and math, like students are doing all four of those things. Mr. Stimmel is trying to dispel myths that he's just the farm teacher by offering business and veterinary classes with an agricultural focus. In addition to introducing students to the industry, he also engages students who grew up around farming. Chris is one of those students. At first, Chris wasn't able to pass the exams. I have students like Chris who are really hardworking and really passionate when things are relevant. And if you look, like Chris really struggled in biology class. Mr. Stimmel says that applying coursework to the real world is key for students' success. That's when the real teaching moments occur. What's cool for me is they've learned the science in the background, so we hit on it to make sure they get it, and then we apply it to real life. And all the light bulbs go off and kids get really excited about it. Mr. Stimmel says that once he was able to apply what was taught in the class to Chris's experiences, Chris excelled. Chris took the biology end of course exam, which is out of five points. He scored a five. Chris admits that he feels much more engaged with class material if he understands how it relates to his daily life. I like the sciences, kind of, because, you know, it, at least I can relate those somewhat to what I do here. Um, really, just about my most favorite subject is, of course, Stimmel's classes, but um, really the sciences are what's close. And why, why are his your favorite classes? You kind of mentioned this. Yeah, because like... it, it just relates to what I do, you know, and really I just get so much out of it and it's so hands-on. It's just, it, it's great for me and just what I do. Mr. Stimmel is bringing agriculture into the classroom, engaging students like Chris who aren't as excited about school, and teaching students about careers in the agriculture industry. Chris wants to continue working in a farm-related industry, even if his family sells the farm. He's following his love of tractors and exploring certificate programs with John Deere and Case Tractors for after graduation. These are two-year programs that train him as a service technician. He's not interested in the four-year college route. 
I really, I'm probably not going to go to a four-year university because to me, you know, I can get the certifications I need, you know, like from ATI, in two years. Well, I spend the extra cash to go for two extra two years that will just be wasted money. I mean, you know, I can get a certification that will make me just as much money or whatever. After the two-year certification program, Chris looks forward to working as a service technician. He'd be happy working on the farm or for a dealer. I'm probably going to go work for a dealership as a service technician. Like, I, I honestly think I may end up working for the dealer that we buy all of our equipment from. Because really, I like where I am now. I like this location. And really, I love the people that work over there. I like the owners there. They treat their people right. They have good benefits. Why not go work for them? According to the Bureau of Labor Statistics, there are around 24,000 farm equipment mechanics and service technicians in the country. The average annual wage is about $42,000 a year, and these jobs, they're not going anywhere. A spokesman from John Deere says that technician roles are vital to the company's success, and only increasing across the country. John Deere estimates that its dealers will need to increase the number of technicians by nearly 4,000 over the next five years. Looking towards the future, advances in technology means that more and more tractors will be driving themselves. But there will still be a need for technicians. John Deere says their vehicles will continue to become more sophisticated. So the need for technicians to diagnose complex equipment will only grow. And Chris is the perfect candidate for this line of work. He couldn't see himself doing anything else. It's hard work, but honestly, I like getting my hands dirty. It's, this is much farther than sitting in a cubicle all day or whatever else, you know, an office job. I'd much rather be out here in nature doing what I love. Jeannie Gogolski hopes that students like Chris will start to think about agriculture as an industry full of opportunity. There are tons of jobs available for kids right out of high school who are willing to work. Maybe they enjoy working outside and don't want to wear a tie or a, uh, a dress shirt or something, so they like being outside, they like hard work, they like uh, plants and animals and feeding people because that's what this industry really is all about. While it can be a difficult place to work, many find the industry rewarding. Plus, Jeannie says there's definite room for advancement in all aspects of the industry. I think if you started talking to people who have been working in agriculture for a long time, what you discover is nobody starts out at the bottom and just stays there. Agriculture jobs are open in manufacturing, engineering, sales, food science, animal genetics, and that's just naming a few. It's a field that encompasses so many different disciplines. This is a big benefit for people like Chris who want to stay in the world of agriculture, but won't necessarily be a farmer in the future. I get to see what I'm going to get to do probably for almost the rest of my life, every single day. And it's great. I, I really want to farm for the rest of my life. I don't know if it'll be here. I don't care where it is. But I want to farm for the rest of my life, and I'll probably be working on equipment for the rest of my life. Even if the Dibel Brothers farm eventually disbands, Chris knows he'll still be doing the work he loves. And these job opportunities will be there for Chris and other young people looking for a career. Out in Ohio's farm country, corn and soy aren't the only things growing. Good paying jobs are sprouting up too.
You've been listening to Rivet, a podcast series that matches people and skills to in-demand jobs. Rivet is produced by WOSU Public Media as part of American Graduate, Getting to Work, a national initiative supported by the Corporation for Public Broadcasting. We want to hear your story. Visit us at wosu.org slash americangraduate or email us at rivet at wosu.org. Rivet is written and produced by me, Leticia Wiggins, and edited by Michael DeBonis. Thanks for listening. Now get back to work.